All right, I'm going to call Amazon and see if they can give me some pointers on fly selection. Thank you for contacting Amazon. We're experiencing longer than normal wait times. We're sorry about this. All right, now let's try Drift Outfitters Fly Shop in Toronto. Hey, Chris, it's Mitch from SoFly. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, I'm just calling to ask about uh, some steelhead flies. Oh, yeah, what do you need to know? Drift Outfitters and Fly Shop at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto is your friendly, supportive, local shop that is far from being just a shop. It's our community fly fishing hub right here in Ontario, a province filled with opportunities to catch all kinds of different fish. And who best to ask about those opportunities, techniques, and appropriate gear choices than the awesome crew down at Drift Outfitters. Drift has been our go-to since they opened. They're packed with gear, flies, rods, clothing, and more to get you out on the water having fun. They're not a store, they're friends. Friends with all the best advice. So if you're just getting into fly fishing or have been doing it for decades, Drift Outfitters should be part of your life. Visit them online at driftoutfitters.com or in-store at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto. Hello, welcome to another episode of So Fly. Wow, what another good episode it's gonna be. Uh, my name is Mitch. We've got uh, we've got Aldo. Uh, hi, everybody. We've got Yelma. How's my levels? Your levels are good. I can hear you. Good. Yeah, Wait. we can always turn it up if you need to, but you sound good to me, Yelma. Welcome. Um, and of course, today we've got two guests on the show. A couple of our uh, pals from Costa. we got Hannah Trotter and Joe Gugino. Welcome, you too. What's up? Thanks for having Hannah, us. Hello, yo. Show. Hello, welcome. Welcome back, Joe. Hannah, first time. Uh, on the show yep. to, uh, to be here. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, a recent project from Costa called the Marlin Fro Fly Pro Project. Marlin Fly wow. Project. Sorry, it was a bit <laughs> of a tongue twister there. A uh, very cool effort that combines science and fly fishing. To learn more about Marlin, this wonderful billfish in Mag Bay, Mexico, uh, it's actually the first recorded billfish research mission completed on the fly described really as the ultimate collab of community and conservation. Uh, the project brought together some of the best fly anglers and guides from around the world, as well as top billfish scientists to work in tandem with the local community and successfully deploy 15 satellite tags on striped marlin on the fly from a panga in 24 hours. Uh, so in addition to Costa's also brought a handful of conservation community partners, uh, including the Billfish Foundation, the IGFA, IndieFly, uh, to not only impact the fishery, but to also leave a lasting impact on the local community that's been connected to the special ecosystem for so long. The discoveries from this industry-leading campaign will uh, help fuel crucial data gaps and aid in local and global efforts to conserve this highly migratory species, otherwise known as an HMS, which I just learned. Um, Costa's yeah. releasing the project in addition to uh, an, an eight-minute documentary highlighting its success and of course, uh, we're going to put links to all this stuff in the show notes, um, so you can check it out, but you can find it also at costadelmar.com or simply Google the Marlin Fly Project and Costa and you can find it. Uh, but yes, we're talking about that stuff today. Before we get into the sh in into all the Marlin Fly Project stuff, how are you guys doing, Joe and Hannah? All good. <laughs> that was a great intro. Uh, that was yeah, a lot I mean, to say. I think the that was a good one. There's a lot to say. The is over. Thank you for that. There's a lot to say. Yeah. It was so yeah. nice to be you here. You don't even need well, it's us. A very, <laughs> it's a very cool uh, project that we're, we're excited to talk about. But Joe, where are you calling in from today? You're out in, uh, in Boston, right? 
I'm in Boston, right in uh, Winthrop, Massachusetts, in Boston Harbor, right where I called you guys from last time. I love it. Yeah, you've been on right the on. show before. How, how's the fishing been out there these days? We are wrapping down here at the end of the 23 season. We got 80 degree weather this weekend. It'll be the last time to to go out. Sure. So wow. last year I was looking forward to going down to Mag Bay. This year I'll just be dreaming of going back down to Mag Bay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, it's been kind of toasty up here too. Like today's like. 20 degrees oh, whatever. I've got AC Celsius. on, Mitch. Got your AC on, Yelm. It's crazy. I got my AC on today. I know, it's like steel, yeah. it's supposed to be steelhead and weather here, but it's like bass fishing weather. It's crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Hannah, how about yourself? Where are you calling in from? I'm in South Carolina. I'm in the upstate of South Carolina. So about two hours from the mountains. Got some good trout fishing up there and three hours from the coast. So okay, yeah. uh, spent the weekend on the coast. Oh, nice. Fishing in the low country, chasing reds. Nice. Oh, did you get any? So, I did. So yeah. sick. Yeah, got a couple you know, on fly and spin. So had a little girls weekend down there. It was a good oh, time. Rad. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like a really good so. fishery got there. Before we, maybe we could just talk a little bit about how you got into fly fishing and, and all that stuff. Like what's your story? Because of course we've had Joe on before, uh, but yeah, how did you, when did you get into fishing? How's that stuff kind of transpired for you? Yeah, I, uh, I, I grew up around the lakes uh, in South Carolina and my grandfather was big into fishing. He grew up in upstate New York and oh, right. uh, my dad did as well and did a lot of trout fishing out there and so just was exposed to that my whole childhood. Um, but I've worked with Costa for several years now and um, obviously it kind of comes with the territory so I love being around water, on the water, anything that has to do with water. So uh, just adding that like competitive nature and a sport that I know I'll never be able to fully uh, like reach a higher point at is um, is something that I really enjoy. So always grew up on spin and really just in the last like two years, I've started doing salty fly fishing, which has been incredible. And uh, thanks to Costa, I've gotten to experience some incredible fisheries on fly that I typically wouldn't have uh, exposure to. So yeah. um, it's been really special. Gotten uh, bonefish and snook and uh obviously redfish is is my favorite mm -hmm. um but yeah it's been really special so that's kind of where i'm at right now Sick. i can't get enough yeah <laughs> you hooked a tarpon recently too didn't you was it last winter i did yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i cool. uh jumped a couple tarpon on fly so oh, shit. i'm um, surprised they're not your favorite yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I think maybe had I landed it, it right. might be, but <laughs> right. I just have more experience with the reds, and it's like Carolina thing, so. Yeah, right, right. Um, which we do have tarpon up here every now and then, so. It's pretty cool. Um, Carolina's a cool I mean, there's another, yeah. I mean, Mitch and I, you know, have been lucky enough to go to Texas twice for reds, but we, we definitely would love to come do the flood tide thing in, uh, oh, in, yeah, in it's Carolina. So sick. That'd be freaking awesome. That's really what got me started wanting to do fly, because mm. uh, flood tide fishing, just yeah. like throwing a booty shrimp in there, and that loud pop, I'm like, I need to do this more delicate. Kelly. like how can i um, be quieter and uh sneak up a little bit better so that's kind of what got it that it started and you said there's brookies in the state too like kind of north wow. yeah yeah so the mountains are um in like the westernmost right. tip of the state right 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 it's pretty cool yeah pretty cool fishery like the state in general you know to have brook trout and definitely redfish all very diverse place. yeah it's crazy mm -hmm. yeah, yeah a lot of bass a lot of bass too cool. yeah yeah true that's right yep. Come on down. <laughs> oh, we totally will. Yeah. You know, we totally will. I mean, redfish is like, oh my God, it's so fun. I've been thinking about it lately because it's, it was November when we went to Texas a couple of years ago and man, it was so fun. Let's just like, yeah. But... Yeah. Now's the best time of year. Yeah, Water's starting the best to get time. clear. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Excellent sight fishing. I love it. Um, okay, well, maybe let's jump into this project because uh, there's a lot to talk about. I know I covered off quite a bit in the intro, but it's a big project, you know? Like it's a, like I said, it's the first kind of time this has been done on the fly. Like, um, you know, like it said in the video, there's not a lot known about billfish in general. Like it's a pretty big undertaking. Joe, why don't we just kind of like talk a little bit about how this project started, you know, why striped marlin, why mag bay, all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, we were talking before uh, we started recording, but I mean, you guys seen all the pictures and all the videos. It's hard not to want to go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> you know, Coast actually sponsored a film, Baja Lines, with partners Rudy and George and Los Locos, I think like five years ago in the F3T. Um, <clears throat> that was a cool story of different than science in Marlin or community in Marlin. It was uh, mountain biking. So they did cool lines with uh, mountain bikes down all the mountains and then also catching marlin. So that was a cool video. So that was kind of on our radar. Um, and then they continue to blow it up. This It's a fishery that's been fished for years on spin. Yeah. You know, and these huge sport fishers coming down from California or up from Cabo um, off the coast of Baja. But the Los Locos guys have pioneered it on a fly rod. And it's really cool doing a fly rod from a panga. So you're running in 20-foot boats, you know, hour of two hour, 20 to 30 to 40 to, we ran one day, I think 80 miles plus round trip. Yeah. Um, wow. And so it's just super, out of every, if you, you know, if you're into fly fishing, you need to go. And mm -hmm. it's on everyone's list and it was on our list and we saw tons of brands and people go. Um, but we went on an exploratory mission in uh, December 21. Yeah. Uh, myself, Cody Rubner and Costa Pros, Brandon Sear and Nick Labate, just to kind of get a sense of it and see, first of all, experience it figure out what's going on there, what the fishers really like, what the community's like, and figure out kind of how Costa could do something different there. We're not sure what it was. So mm -hmm. actually we went down thinking we want to do a tournament. Uh, we want to do a teams of two tournament, two anglers, um, kind of have that idea of doing like a multi-day tournament. The goal would be to benefit science. It was always in the back, but we realized going down there after an experience ourselves, like a tournament's probably not going to be the best there. Um, right. And why not just make the whole trip to be about science? So we came back um, and we figured out that not only are they an awesome species, but they're understudied. So billfish in general are probably the most understudied fish species, but specifically yeah. the striped marlin species. And so we found out by talking to our partners at the Billfish Foundation, IGFA, that the science that we might be able to get would be super useful and helpful. So that's kind of what we started coming back at the beginning of 22. How do we go down there and how do we figure out and uh, you know what's going to be of our plan of action? So it was... an we good? Real quick, yeah. what is the IGFA? Great question. Sorry, there's so many know. acronyms, right? That no, no, for sure. I can for sure, yeah. So TBF yeah. is the Billfish Foundation, and IGFA okay. yeah. is International Game Fish Association. So they were our top two science partners oh, in cool. this. And so the Billfish Foundation obviously works with Billfish. IGFA works around the globe with all tons of fish species. But right. Costa has presented the Great Marlin Race with IGFA for a long time. So basically these sat tags every year, whatever marlin doesn't have to be striped, can be blue marlin, et cetera, goes the longest, you win that race. So it's cool to see that science. So three of the tags oh. from this trip will be part of the great marlin race. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, most, <laughs> most likely they will not win the race because traditionally it's blue marlin that wins. This past year there was one that was caught off the coast of, I believe, North Carolina during the Big Rock <laughs> tournament. And if you look at the track online, it's unbelievable. It goes all the way off the coast of South, uh, South America. It's wow. crazy. So that's wow. the thought with this, with these striped marlin, we're starting to get a couple of these tags back and seeing where they go around Baja. Mm -hmm. uh, do they go super north? Do they go super south? We have some tags that were four months, some six, some eight, some a year. So we're going to see kind of where the 
where these fish go. That's the whole point. And see how we can protect them once we see that. That's cool. So, Hannah, at what time of year did this take place? Like, did this, because it's all, I mean, you know, for people to watch the video, and I obviously think you should. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to. And, and kind of learn yeah, into, cool. <laughs> learn, learn a bit more. This all happened in, like, a day, basically, or or when you when you all did the tagging? Yeah, so we had three days that we were down there. Typically, striped marlin are only in the Mag Bay area for three to four months out of the year. Okay. Um, so we went down in December. They did the fact-finding trip in 21 in December, and then we went back with our whole crew, um, about almost 30 people, um, December last year. And we had three days that we were planning to do the tagging. We had gone out the first day and uh, only got one tag in. Um, so we were like, oh no, we took 15 satellite tags. Like math is not adding up. Yeah. This <laughs> might be a huge flop. We weren't really sure. Right. Um, right. And then we went out the next day, not really sure. We had gone a little bit further. I, I think it was south, uh, I believe. Mm-hmm. Way south, correct me if way, wrong. way, way south. Uh, yeah. So uh, gone a little bit more south where they had, there were reports of seeing more down there and we had 14 in four hours. So um, we like got the rest of them in that morning. We had, uh, I think, four boats out tagging. So um, technically got it done in 24 hours. Definitely wasn't the plan. Weren't really sure. And uh, uh, a lot of our, the scientists that we took, they didn't even know. They were like, this may not even be possible because it's never been done before. You have to like find the fish. That's basically the problem, like the hard part, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got to find the fish. You've got to hook the fish. Um, And then we had to... um, assess the fish our scientists assess them to see if they were even going to be a candidate for tagging we want to make sure that they were healthy um that they were you know would be a a good fit um and that they would um hopefully you know survive the tagging and uh be able to carry the the tag throughout the duration that we need it right so it's not even like you find them and then you hook them and it's like ah we can't tag this one you know like yeah such exactly. a wild challenge yeah. you know <laughs> like yeah 100 percent. we try to take every handicap possible yeah, exactly, so like yeah. not on a big sport boat on the fly yeah, like right. tagging them yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah what makes we did bring some really good fly anglers though so that helps right yeah for for real yeah. um yeah. uh what makes a, a fish non-taggable aside from maybe like uh, the obvious which would be like you catch a fish that's like injured you know but aside from that like what's a I'm good assuming age for sure yeah yeah, I mean, it's more so, I mean, they're just doing it so quickly, right? You're tagging at boat side. The nice thing about the pangas is that you're not like in a huge sport fish, you're leaning over, so you can you can get a really good look, right? So you can land right. the bill, you can see how lively they are. I mean, most that you're landing, I'll send you guys some videos afterwards, but like George and Rudy, when they landed, are going back and forth. You literally cannot right. hold the bill. So that's a good sign, right? right. They're super lively. Yeah. Um, and so as long as they're not- Fight time. What's that? Fight time, yeah, as long as they're not bleeding, right. as long as like they're coming up, they're not you know going belly up. You can kind of see when you're used to fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the purpose of going and doing it on the fly too was because this operation does it on the fly, we wanted to test that post-release mortality. So yeah, we totally. purposely wanted to test it, how they yeah. fish it to make sure to prove that they, Hey, you know what? It doesn't yeah. matter if you're using a spin rod. It doesn't matter if you're the fly rod, you're being safe. You land it quick. Catch and to be honest, sometimes, works. you know, you're not, you're getting up on them quick. So the, they're, they're a strong fish. Don't get me wrong, but they're not like a tuna that's going to sound you for an hour. Right. But sometimes they... I mean, we caught two on our tagging day. One, I had a gear failure, so it took me, I think, 25 maybe minutes, 30 minutes. Like, I was, it was like a coffee grinder. If you see some of the videos, like, I was literally reeling like this. I was oh, getting man. yelled at by Cody and Rudy, just like, dude, reel it. And I was like, I am reeling it. I am yeah. actually reeling it. And I was like, it's not working. Like, what are you doing? Have you fly fished before? And I was like, dude, this is not me. And then the next one jumped so much, I landed in eight minutes. 
So right. like they just jumped wow. themselves out, which is fun. Eight because, minutes, wow. Yeah, it was super fast. Again, yeah. same thing, same hookup. It was a little bit smaller, the second one, but yeah. it's scary because you'll see the video I posted yesterday, they jump at you. So oh it's like, you just gotta watch out. Yeah, because it can safe. be dangerous, right? Like they're, they have a giant sword on their nose. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that was part of the trip too. Not only uh, did we bring, you know, the science partners, we brought one of our partners, Taylor from Finns West. He runs a wilderness EMT service. And so we right. brought him with us. He trained the guides on first aid. He trained the operation, he worked on emergency action plan because San Carlos is five hours north of Cabo. Yeah. Not really in the middle of civilization. So just right. things can it's go anything. wrong all the time, let alone a billfish, hooks in your hand, knives in your hand, things like that. Yeah. So they, we brought, as part of us going down there, we brought that training with us. We brought all those supplies as well. So we wanted to make sure we, again, we weren't just coming in, catching the fish and saying, peace out, guys. We came yeah. and wanted to make their operation better for going forward. That was the whole point. That's yeah. wicked. You were set. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about these a tag, lot of work. tags. Are they, because we, we've had a few biologists on the podcast and they track the tags um, from, I guess, what, sonar or whatever. But like, what what's the technology with, with the billfish? Yeah, uh, so the tags are tracking um, in it's real time. So whenever the tags mm. pop off, which like Joe said, I think we had uh, like four months, six months, eight months, up to a year tags. Mm -hmm. uh, when they pop off, our scientists are capturing the data and then they're able to assess and analyze um, their obviously their movements, post-release survivability, um, the depth that they go, the water temperature. Mm. Um, I think that. Am I missing anything? I think that's pretty much the majority of the yeah. data that they're Mi able, migration, able to pull uh, from that. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah migration patterns. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, and the that's tags so are cool. they're about $5,000 a piece. What? So, um, yeah, they're not cheap. <laughs> I actually thought there would be more, if I'm being honest. <clears throat> Five grand. It's definitely gotten less, but, I mean, we had yeah. 15 of them. Luckily, we coast to purchase some from the Billfish Foundation, some from IGFA, and then the Billfish Foundation was awesome enough to donate I think what was it seven more seven yeah seven more oh, wow. half and they, they worked with the university of southern uh, mississippi research division or if they forget the acronym it's so long yeah anyways <laughs> you can just know him as uh jeremy who came along jeremy uh <laughs> they, they worked with it so now instead of only having six tags we are able to actually have 15 tags come with us which is great that's, that's, that's incredible 35 and grand and then we First, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And, you had and we also of... deployed uh, additional 20 traditional tags, too. Took, so. took, right. took the words out of my mouth. So what's the difference between a traditional tag and a satellite tag? I mean, I can obviously... Like, is the spaghetti tag costs... The spaghetti tag costs 40 cents, and it just is a... Uh, it's right. uh, like literally just a sticker that goes on the side of the Marlin. It has a call this number if recaptured. It, oh, got uh, it. Got and it. then the satellite yeah. tag has all the data and stuff like that. So the only mm -hmm. thing, you only get two points of data with the spaghetti tag, unless it's released, which Marlin are. So yeah. it's, you get mm -hmm. it every time you recapture. So the cool thing about that is you can get it year over year and see where they're at, but you're not yeah. guaranteed to get those uh, spaghetti tags back. Most of the time, as long as that uh, satellite tag goes up and deploys and hits satellite, you'll get that data automatically. Right. Oh, that's um, so cool. You know, and talking about it too, the nice thing is when we went, we found out sometimes you'll tag a fish, think it swims away fine, and then three days later it'll ping. So that thing, what happens is if, it's, if a fish doesn't move for a certain amount of time, there's like a little fuse in there and it will like, fissure and then go all the way to the surface and ping oh but like the tag comes oh. off that's what happens with the satellite tag so the satellite tags and pings yeah so it, it comes off oh, i got the you fish. and then ping and then transmits all the data yeah so it's not an acoustic tag like oh. the ones that live in it like you guys gotcha. do with ross oh. and vtt yeah these ones yeah. are tags that uh that's a great question too they're on the outside actually so oh, it's, it's like right behind the dorsal right. and you just kind of like press it in yeah, it's like yeah. A, you see it on uh, see it on the, the video. video there. They, they press it into the back. So it it's collects cool. all this data and then eventually pops off and then 
boom, all the data gets transmitted. And then that then that tag's done. So you don't have gotcha. it anymore for that species. Whereas the spaghetti tag can t- continue yeah. to get recaptured for the duration of the fish's life. But cool. you might never catch it again. Right. So, so I might... guess you're almost coming up on that year point of like, you know, December. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Why so. they're starting to analyze the data now? So. They're starting oh, cool. now. Okay, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, we've we've started to get some reports back, so we've had a good success rate. We should definitely do a follow up. You should. Yes. Yeah, that's the. That. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, did you guys when you interviewed Ross to talk about Project Permit at all? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I mean, that's yeah. kind. Of, that was a big inspiration for this project. When Project Permit was done, they just released the video last year uh, yeah. at mm-hmm. IFTD actually, and that, yep. that's ten years looking back we kind of wanted to make sure we captured this whole mission going forward. So even though this video that released, this is just the beginning of the project, we have right. no idea what's going to happen. This might be the only 15 tags we ever put out and we hope there's more. Maybe yeah, there's right. an opportunity to do a ton more. Maybe there's science. Maybe there's opportunities to do different tagging with different uh, populations. But yeah. we won't know a lot what's going on. There is a conference next fall, um, a billfish conference that we're going to present a lot of this at, which we're excited about, and we'll see a lot of science to analyze. But not only are the tags expensive, getting them from the States to Mexico, driving five hours north from Cabo to um, uh, San Carlos, and then all this tag costs money to analyze it when it comes back. So it's like, it's right. crazy how big of a process it is. It's a lot of fun. It's probably yeah. why yeah. there's like, like I know one of the scientists in the video talks about how there's like, we, we just kind of have a fundamental rudimentary knowledge of billfish it's probably because of that, right? I mean, just like the funding. Because yep. I was like, really? We only know a little bit about billfish? Like, how is that possible, you know? like, Well, it's not like a food species, right? So it's like yeah, not right. people aren't eating them. But then when you look at sport fishing in general and protecting, right? That's what they did with Project Permit, realizing that yeah. all these breeders were breeding in these three months and they're getting sharked. Why are you going to catch 10 fish and have seven of them get eaten? We mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen with this baseline of science with these striped marlin. Maybe mm-hmm. we're realizing there's less. Maybe we're realizing there's more. Like, no one's really keeping these striped marlin, but the bait fish population, how to monitor it. Like, there's so many things that can happen to it. Mm-hmm. And right. this isn't the only species that the people of Mag Bay are looking at, or San Carlos, I should say, coming out. But it's a huge piece of it. People, yeah. I mean, more people, to be honest, are going out there to dive and watch them than catch them on right. fire. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. I like okay. seeing them on film, like in the film, I was like, God, they're most beautiful it's fish. It's bonkers. Like, looking at some of that blue. drone footage in the underwater, oh, it's wild. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the underwater swimming with one of these would be so sick, you know, like, because <laughs> the environments too, it's such a crazy we'll place. Watch them to... going after the mullet and yeah. stuff. Well, you look it's at the so surface when you're chasing crazy. them, you're chasing like one little, you see the bait ball, it's like this little bucket of bait fish all in a little circle and you see like mm. five or six, you're like, there are so many fish. Yeah. The parent, uh, our videographer was underwater and some of the clips, you see like six or seven, there's like another 30. Oh, like wow. 30 feet below that you don't even see and they're just like eh, wow. hanging out. those poor little so bait cool. fish <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so they look kind of like this oh yeah, sick yeah, yeah exactly yeah. oh those are that's a, those that one of those uh, bee wallies this yeah. is ben's yeah. this is ben, ben's yeah. a little bit bigger uh, it's funny uh, george and rudy and those guys like to say like ben's are two pretty dumb these are like more striper flies yeah. they like them a little bit heavier so this is one of rudy's Okay, yeah. So it gets down oh, a little faster. Sick. So like, right. they, you want to just get sink it down. This one's kind of a little bit on the surface. Yeah. I broke one off and it was the saddest day. So Ben tied me another one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That would be a sad day. Um, like so I meant to flies. ask earlier, like Mag Bay, why specifically Mag Bay? Was it because you guys just wanted to fish Mag Bay, which like I get it? Or <laughs> is it like the striped marlin thing? There's something special about Mag Bay and those fish there. Like, is there yeah, more so the, the fishery itself is special, but it was more so the way that um, George and Rudy and the Los Locos guys developed this operation. They didn't just okay. go there and build a lodge. 
it's in the town. So they fished it for a long time before even creating a lodge. To be honest, it's not a lodge at all. That's a local hotel. So right. they use the local hotel. They use the local uh, chefs. They use local lunches. Everything's right there. And locals, they're using everybody local. The only people they're bringing in is, you know, their kind of small crew to help. So each guy, each boat is run by a local captain with a Los Locos guide as well. So you right. got like kind of two captains on each boat, which is really nice. Right. The, like the two guide kind of thing, which I've only ever experienced in Mexico. Ah, interesting. I I've never had it. I've never stuff. done like a, like the few times I've fished Ascension Bay. There's always a guy. There's always two guides on the boat. That's cool. The, the senior and the junior. So that's pretty, that's pretty, it's a pretty neat pretty neat yeah, it's, it's just system. cool to see the operation the way these guys a lot of these guys were commercial fishermen a lot of them talk about that and so now instead mm. of commercial fishing they're going out and sport fishing and they're literally los locos like these guys and they're just like how are they getting people to come in for a fly rod and it's just cool to see the little kids come through and that's the point um i've seen this fishery and what indie fly we brought indie fly as well to figure out a project that they can do in town we went down with the idea maybe we'll do something with the local boat ramp that would impact not just los locos but everybody then we found out maybe there's something we can do in the school or yep. um, right. not to spoil, but one of the projects we're looking at is the local boat builders. They use a lot of those boats that are yep. built right in town to go out <clears throat> and possibly developing that uh, to make it, first of all, a little bit safer to work in because it's a ton of fiberglass, but yeah. seeing just different ways to literally make a community impact there. So it's going to so be cool to see. The Los Locos guys, those are guys are guides on Meg Bay, right? That's the operation that they have out there. Yeah, guides. they were using the local captain. Basically, a lot of those captains all did dive or commercial fishery. So instead of going out to dive, they're bringing yep. anglers to go fish. I got In you, a I got way, you. they're almost like coordinators. Coordinators. Is that a fair? That's a, that's a, that's I don't a know. You'll have to ask them what they want to be called. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. But they, well, we met. Uh, we met them in Florida, in Miami. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're awesome dudes. He tied the flies that we used with Benny. Yeah. On nice. Florida Bay. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, That's it makes our little micro connection to to those guys, and it makes sense because they're great guides too. <laughs> oh, sorry to interrupt you, Mitch. I mean, they know that fishery so well right. mm-hmm. um, so. that even like they're using the local captains out there driving the boat who know the to who know the waterways. But uh, Rudy and George, I mean, their knowledge of the fishery itself, like they're you know, even if they don't call themselves necessarily the guides, right. like they, they're like dialed. They might as well be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's cool. It makes a lot of sense then. Yeah. That you guys just call them, them and then just call them the guys. They know everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the crazies. The it crazies. is cool. Like when you do yeah. a, a project like this, all the different things that because you said Indie Fly, of course, came along too, and looking at different ways that they can help the communities and stuff. So it really like turned into like this big thing beyond just like necessarily the, the Stripe Marlin. Well, yeah, when we were putting it together at the end of last year, they were like, you're bringing how many people to Mexico at the end of the year? And we're like, you need to do what? It's a yeah. video? You're doing what with fish? I was like, no, we are bringing because now not only do we mention we had to catch these fish, but so we had a bunch of the top anglers. So we had a bunch of tarpon yeah. guides and anglers that came through. We had Paula come down from Canada. We had Hillary from Midwest, right. Christian from South Africa. So truly a global, yeah. um, global crew coming down. Uh, we missed Blaine Chocolate last minute. We had Oliver White that was going to try to come as well, but uh, he was other oh, way, yeah. other places filming with Flip Pallet. So I guess Flip oh, Pallet, yeah. Stripe Marlin, Flip One, which I don't Oliver, blame. he's so, got a lot of cool stuff going on, doesn't he? Yeah, but <laughs> Oliver's part of Indie Fly, so he's actually going to go down this year on a hosted trip and kind of get some eyes oh, on sick. it. Um, he's on the board, um, so it's oh, great rad. to see. Yeah, I mean, he was part of the original when Indie Fly started, so it's kind of cool to have... Indie Fly being the original Costa Porn project now with another yeah. Costa project kind of full yeah. circle coming around. Totally. That's rad. Um, 
why is are there other types of marlin or billfish there or is it is it like why specifically striped marlin is or is that just because that's what's there that's what they're fishing for and that's like right. that, that's like the star of the show there are yellowfin tuna wahoo mahi bunch of cool inshore stuff rooster fish so on like the last day oh. a lot of our crew went into the rooster stuff inshore um sick there's roosters sick. dang that's super cool uh, it's baja baby yeah yeah i guess so right yeah, <laughs> yeah man it's a really cool fishery <laughs> Uh, Hannah, did you hook a marlin? I did not. No. No. I was observing that day. Mm. Yeah. So right. I went on the second, the first day I did the fact finding, I went around with Matt from Indie Fly and we were interviewing people in the town, just trying to gather information on the community project. And so I stayed off a boat that day. I was kind of the on the ground person. So the second day I went out and they were like, we only caught one marlin like yesterday. So today it's all like top best of the best anglers like you don't get to hold her on so <laughs> i happily took the backseat i recorded i <laughs> captured film got to watch uh these guys do their thing so i was <laughs> just as well with me it was no but don't sell yourself witness. short what did you do the first day here we go i need her <laughs> <or> something <laughs> i did get to go chase roosters the first day oh so, whoa nice sick. that's yeah, cool it was, was it was sick yeah that's a I, won't, I won't brag too much yeah oh man roosters you caught one right or did you catch more than one i caught seven <laughs> you got seven roosters <laughs> dang that's Damn. sick wow yeah that's super it was cool. incredible yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's a like a top of the list fish they're so cool yes. looking they're so cool like, looking. yeah so i was still living off that high i was like all right i'll take one for the team yeah <laughs> Jeez. love it but the roosters, um, the roosters you, are something have... they're looking at too. What's that? No, I was just saying when you had a when you had a billfish on, like how did it feel? It's wild. It's so fun. Though if you look at some of the pictures when I was out there, I started. It was so cold running out there in the morning, and everyone's bundled up. We yeah. uh, we worked with uh, the Billfish Foundation. Works with this company called Nomadics. They make these sweet towels, and they're out of California. And then they donated uh, what, what are they ponchos? Changing ponchos. Changing ponchos. So if you look at some yeah, of the for pictures, surfers, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, for surfers, yeah. but they were uh, all yeah. Mexican colored patterns and unfortunately a bunch mostly white people going down with Mexican patterned ponchos in <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> it was not on purpose, but they yeah, were yeah. very useful, but everyone wore them because it was so cold. But anyways, yeah. we're running mm-hmm. out. I have a hat on, uh, full Patagonia jacket the whole time fishing and the whole time it's like hat off, then jacket off, then this off, then it was like, you just get your, it's so fun. It's, Joe's cranking on that reel that like wouldn't work. And yeah. he's like, take my jacket off, take my hat off. <laughs> he's freaking. just like yelling, <laughs> sweating. Oh, so yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, when they jump, every time they jump, it's hard not to yell. It's like every single time you I listen to so myself in the videos, I just feel like such an idiot. I'm like, stop yelling and jump. I'm like, but when you're there, you're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and how long does it take to reel one in? Okay, I know I'm, you know we just uh, went, we went over that. like 20 what? minutes that, oh, 20 minutes, oh, like eight okay. minutes. Yeah, sorry the first i don't i can't remember over. that okay well. the, the crazy thing is costume over there it's all good the crazy thing is eight minutes like i would never have thought it jumped itself out it's like i didn't do anything different Super i did tired, have a different yeah. fly reel thank goodness but it's just like is it ready i mm-hmm. guess it's yeah. ready we'll grab it okay so cool. i don't think anyone fought longer than 25 minutes because yeah. uh the scientists didn't want them any longer than that yeah so we all stayed under that so that was actually part of it too when we first told the scientists they're like nope you're not gonna do it on a fly rod like we don't want to we think it's gonna like kill them yeah. and then we talked to the george and rudy and those guys are like nah most of the time it's like 20 minutes like all right i guess like let's just use straight 80 let's bring them in yeah. make sure you know we took all the how much money and time that is to go uh-huh. yeah we don't need to be worrying about any leaders or anything get into the boat be safe everyone's there totally. making sure everybody's yeah. okay but we made sure we got them in got those tags and got them back out 
Well, the right. fact that you can do that with Marlin kind of makes it like even more of a good sport fish for catch and release angling, like ideal, right? Like, cause a lot of the problems with, like for me, it's like, ah oh, man, like tarpon are so cool, but it's like, I don't want to like Spend fight hours. a tarpon for two hours. <laughs> like I'd feel so bad, you know? And I know yeah. other people feel the same way. And in fact, they've even changed the way they angle for them because yeah. of that, right? But it's like with a striped Marlin, you can have the whole catch, fight, and release, and it's like, yeah, the fish is probably going mean, to be fine. That Hannah was mentioning, like, how good those guys are. Like, that's their best is, like, how to not only strip and set the foot, but, like, how to fight it. Yeah. You know, the, like, backing off on it and making sure they come up and sound, like, all those little tips yeah. and tricks. Like, with those fish, mm -hmm. they're really good about it, and they're really on top of making sure those fish are super healthy and then swimming. It's cool. Yeah, it's so really cool. Yeah, so how long does it take to get one in? <laughs> All right, Emma. Oh, yeah. nice, Emma. Nice. I totally missed that first part. My bad. I like. I like that. <laughs> it's okay. You just I like that, Emma. Everyone does. Okay. And what and is a marlin? So, so what are we? So what are we talking about today? It's like a largemouth bass. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Man. Cool. Cool. Um, I know it's early days, but um, did you? Are you getting any? You know, are you saying you're starting to analyze that data? Are you? Get, are you getting any data back or? Or maybe a better question is, I know you don't know where this is going to go, although it's starting to holistically go somewhere really interesting where it's like, oh, we'll learn about more about, you know, billfish, but also that town and see how we can support the whole, um, I guess, 360 environment, not just the water, but the people that benefit from it. Um, um, you know, as two people who are, you know, helped found the project, like, what do you, I guess, Hannah, like for you first, like, what do you hope for, like to learn? Like romantically, like, like, you know. Like, what do you hope to learn from not only tagging, but, you know, uh, like you said, the day that you went around with, with Matt, like, what do, you, what do you hope for this project in that place? Yeah, I mean, I think there's so many opportunities that could flourish from this. Um, you know, we, there's really, like we were saying in the beginning, like, there's really no data on these fish at all. Like, the yeah. the line is very low of what we understand of them. And so, um, just a fishery or a species that's so important to this local community, just being able to understand, like, how, you know, will they survive for a long time? Like, what's affecting that? Um, and, and potentially having management for that so that they can be around for a long time. It's going to take data like this to be able to implement something like that. So um, I think just finding, you know, understanding more about them. Like, why are they only coming there three or four months? Where else are they going? We don't know how far are they going north, south in the Pacific. Right. We're not really Where sure. Where do they spawn? Like, yeah. Right, exactly. And then, you know, just the community aspect of it is, <clears throat> like Joe was saying, a lot of the, um, the, the guides who are running the boats, like they were former commercial, fisher, commercial fishermen. Yeah. And, and now they're so passionate about this fishery too. Like mm -hmm. they get it and it's clicked for them that like they need it to be around and sustainable um, to be able to benefit from it. And so um, I think just like spreading that within the community and not coming in and just like exploiting them or taking advantage of them, but supporting them um, yep. and, and, and enabling them um, in whatever means we figure out, you know, most beneficial to them is really important. And then just allowing them to be advocates for this fishery. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, it, it is something that they're really passionate about and you can see it just like the, the final night that we were there, we, you know, this whole thing was about the community. And so we invited the local guides and their families to come, um, to Mari Arena, which is the, the hotel that, um, Los Locos operate out of. And we invited all the families. And so like the kids came and the wives and everyone, and we had dinner together and a big dance party and just seeing how yeah, passionate awesome. they were of the success of it. <clears throat> and that, you know, we were able to do this was, was huge. I mean, they're huge supporters of it. And so, um, I think just being able to, to help 
help them in the best way, you know, that that's going to benefit them um, alongside the fishery. I see this being, okay, so you've done this so far and you're going to get great results and great success stories, but then, you know, w- what's next, right? Like, is there another fishery that's, you, that you're going to want to tag and re- do research on and help that? Like another marlin fishery? Could be. Yep. It could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the goal of the Marlin Fly Project. We want this community, right? Marlin Fly Project 1, or whatever you want to call it, is, right. so to speak, will be in Mag Bay Baja for a long time. So maybe it doesn't isn't just in St. Colors. Maybe we fly tag some out of Cabo in a couple areas, depending on, literally, we don't know where it's going to go. Or maybe we know it was the first fly rod going down, and we're going to add more science around it with some sport fishers. I mean, it is cool. We're in Pangas, and you're seeing sport fishers. They're usually out a little bit layer fishing, but they're all around. But the... Right bummer about St. Carlos is the, there's no port or not the bummer. It's kind of special, but like these sport fishers aren't coming into the town. So it's kind of cool to connect a sport fisher crowd that maybe doesn't connect with the fly crowd. And maybe they don't talk all the time in the fishing world, but the fact that they're using the same fishery to kind of bridge that gap, that was one of the things as well. It's kind of a super high arching goal. Maybe it hits, maybe it doesn't. Um, but some of the, there was a couple of sport fishers. We were talking with the billfish foundation. One of the ideas while we were there was like, Hey, maybe we can have one of these sport fishers coming in the bay and run them into the town to see it for the first time because they've never had the reason to. So maybe that happens later on. Maybe there's somebody that yeah. picks this up. Like <clears throat> oh, these that's sport, kind of cool. I mean, idea. it's kind of crazy. We talk about 15. We probably caught, I don't know, 20 or 25 in a couple boats on the day. But these sport wow. fishers catch like 100 in a day. Wow. Jeez. Well, <laughs> just because I mean, they're using gear. Well, they, I mean, they're all gear. It's all live bait, and you're have right. four or five rods at a time. Yeah. And you're just pumping right. them in. That'd be like one of the boats that we were on in Miami, right? Like the what we did our little evening cruise on. Like that um, kind of boat? Maybe like a center console, but even more like the Vikings, right. like the 50, 60, 80, 90 yeah. footers, those huge things Jeez. are the big, the big sport Jesus fishers. Christ. But That's we'll see there. Man. One of the ones we're looking at Marlin Fly Project is maybe down the line is Australia. There's a black marlin inshore. I mean, we want to try to find something that's a cool, different right. fishery. Like you can mm-hmm. always go out and a lot of fly rod, nothing against it, but you a lot of times with billfish, you tease them up. So you get them on a teaser as you're trolling. They're in the wash. You kind of bait and switch and tease it. The cool thing about this fishery is it's all bait balls. So you're casting at them, free swimming fish. Yeah. It's wild. That's crazy, man. Yeah, black marlin, on, you said, off of Australia. Oh, my God. Jeez, that'd that be would amazing. Be wild. Yeah, that would be amazing. We'll see uh, if we can work out the, the budget in here for this one. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Or why don't you come on up to Tomogamy? We'll take some walleye. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, just take, uh, take see a See what pen. they do. Look at them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's um, good. It'd be kind of cool to see, you know, more, like you said, Joe, I think something I was thinking of while you were, while you were speaking, would be like cool to see how, if you do tag all around, you know, let's say, let's just say, you know, where you were in Mexico, a few different locations and see how those fish interact with each other year over year. And, mm-hmm. or I mean like, sorry, data sets from year yeah. over year, then you can, um, yeah, that would be so interesting. It's kind of, well, kind of neat to think that like maybe a handful of people who like fly fishing and you know people who are like kind of involved in fly fishing may have started the most in-depth study of billfish billfish ever of of, of striped marlin maybe striped marlin. We'll striped, mar- striped marlin striped marlin yeah. specifically yeah. in mag bay yeah. specifically yeah. <laughs> well, you know because yeah. we, we don't know where that population goes so like we got we started to analyze not to tease too much but some of the short-term tags so obviously yeah. those short-term tags are all nearby or mm-hmm. not obviously oh. we've noticed that but we don't right. know what's going to happen over these six eight months they could have gone yeah, maybe they, did yeah, just maybe they go to like, yeah, the other side of the world. Or yeah, exactly. Crazy, maybe, you know? yeah. It's like, whoa, they're going yeah. to there. Or maybe <laughs> they just sat in this weird spot that no one goes and fishes. 
Yeah, right, they're going yeah. to the Indian yeah. Ocean and back. You know, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? See, that's the cool yeah. thing about this. Yeah, but that was the point too of bringing so many people down is not, one to experience it because you have to experience it. To, I mean, you can tell, but then you truly fall in mm-hmm. love with that place. I mean, that's kind of our ethos at Cosa in general, and many other brands that do well. If you experience it, you want to protect it, right? If you can catch that fish, yeah, you get outside. Sure. You, I mean, everything that you totally. guys do up there and, and on your trips, like you love it, you're connected to it, you want to protect it. So that was a huge point why we brought so many people from different fisheries to really experience that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also just to show that community too, we didn't just come down just to be like, hey, we're we are in and out, we caught some fish, we're gone. Like, hey, we want to kind yeah. of figure out We're making how we a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like funny yeah, when somebody like, bad. hey, we released this Marlin Fly movie. It's like, no, it's yeah. not the movie. The movie's talking about the project. Talking yeah. about yeah. the project, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the yeah, project's exactly. a whole other thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, hopefully that comes through on, on this podcast. There's a lot to talk about with it. And of course, to keep, looking into as as things keep progressing but uh but yeah it's super cool i uh yeah i'm realizing nice. the last partner we didn't talk about was probably most important to get fed is travel creel uh you guys gotta meet him he's awesome his name's josh him and his crew they basically go he started this model where he goes to different areas with different lodges or not lodges like this and he helps chef up for the whole time so making lunches making dinners etc oh cool um so i joked uh, like going again going to mexico is like we have tacos for no, burritos for breakfast, burritos for lunch, and tacos for dinner every day, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's good. But Josh and the Travel Creel team came in and really chefed it up for us and did a couple really good dinners. And on that last night when we came and had, they had like a, it's like a Thanksgiving seven course meal. Um, and it's like, I knew they were going to be good. And, but they really blew it out of the water. And it was really cool to see, like, again, them come, they're sourcing local materials. I did a cooking class while they were there for the locals just to contribute to. Um, so it was just awesome to see him and his team work. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good full crew. You know, you guys really thought of everything on this one. It was kind of like a cooking show challenge. Like he would go into town and just see what was caught that day. And then their wheels would just start spinning. (laughs) Oh, we can do this and this. So it was really cool seeing it come. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like you have five hours, go. Yeah. Good luck. Um, (laughs) yeah, but they, it was incredible. I love it. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Although you would love him, we gotta get you guys connected. All the loves, okay. everybody. <laughs> well, but he has the cooking and the fishing tie-in. Yeah. So. Yes, so that's yeah. a very good point. Yeah, I, yeah. And I do love Mexico. <laughs> yeah. God, I you just love need Mexico. the beer, the uh, the cocktail tie-in, and then we've got a there solid. You go. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's what Joe's for. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you know, I think we've tried to cover everything. Is there is there anything we're kind of leaving out here? I mean, because I know we're going to have other, like, we're going to have the guides on, so then we'll get super techie about how to fly fish for Marlin. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, anything more about the project that we should uh, maybe highlight or whatever? Mitch, you hit it uh, kind of in your intro and mentioned, obviously, this whole point. It's Conservation Times community. We didn't just go do the science. We wanted to bring the community to connect with it. Um, and it's turned out this is the ultimate, this project is the open, ultimate culmination of that. And we'll be publishing coming up in November. So at some point when this is goes live, it'll be a couple weeks after, but before Thanksgiving, our second annual protect report. I actually have one here somewhere. There it is. <laughs> For the viewers at home, this beautiful book. Um, but it's yep. basically two every two years. The, this is the first uh, published in um, beginning of 21, but it's two years looking back. So everything we did in 2019, 2020, the next, okay. pro- next protect report will be everything we did in 21 and 22. Uh, so all of the work, oh, so really cool. the Marlin Fly Project, our Untangled Sunglass Motorcycle Fishing Nets, Kick Plastic yep. Program, our One Coast Program, Compete and Conserve, our Bass Program, TU Coastal yep. Five Rivers, which is our college program, 
which added our first Canada club uh, last year, which is pretty cool. Where? Uh, you knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Toronto, but we should get one in Toronto. <laughs> it's on the other coast. I think Vancouver. East Coast? Yeah. Uh, West Coast. Vancouver. West, West Coast. coast. Oh. I think we're I think on the East Coast. Yeah, man. Is Vancouver yeah. the West Are Coast? We? Please say yes. Are we in Central Ontario? <laughs> we're Central Canada. What do you mean? We're it's not even on the coast. How, how many states we're the do you Northeast, have in Canada? No, brother? Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. But, and then the real meat of the story or the meat of the Protect Report is all of our community interactions. And so yeah. we have over 40 different conservation partners we work with, like IndyFly, IGFA, TBF, Cabins for Clean Water. Um, right. You know, some Man, at different you, levels. They do so much. So what's that? crazy. I, I just, the, uh, everybody you know, and like, uh, you know, the, the coastal communities, it is crazy. Wild. Like, I mean, sorry to interrupt you, but, um, you know, it, 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 when Mitch and I were lucky enough to go to Miami and also recently, you know, hanging out with you guys in Utah, just like meeting all these people that you're involved with, like BTT and, and Captain Cabins for Clean Water. And, you know, we've had Matt from IndieFly on the show and it's just like, it's never yeah, ends. Like, it's like, lot. it's a lot. And like, it's you two do like you two are with these people all the time. Like you two are traveling like constantly nonstop to support them. It's pretty amazing. It's yeah, super cool. It's wild. And so that report is showing exactly that of all the events that we show to up. No, it's not just a check, right? It's showing up and activating yep. with them, having events, sending product to their events, incorporating them to our social messaging, incorporating with our events team and Kaylee and Tiffany and our events team and Evan and Trevor and our pro team and our account marketing team and our social team is taking that and integrating in everything we do to continue to further that protect message. And the cool thing is too, is as we're looking at all this data in just two years, we were able to do 25 different films dedicated to our community with everything, wow. not an overt conservation message, but because conservation is core to who we are at Costa, yeah. that comes through. So that's another part of the protect report. It hits all 17 UN sustainability goals. It's just an amazing report. So we're excited to release it. It's an awesome thing. It's great for the Costa team to be proud of. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like, it's hard to make a difference as a brand. It takes a ton, a ton of work. Um, yes. But, and you got to care. And so it's cool just to, it's not just one person team, not two person team. It really takes everybody and it takes people like you guys to care and tell those stories. So thank you for that. Um, we really appreciate that as well. And the opportunity to talk about all of that today. Oh man, thanks for coming on and doing all the footwork and yeah. doing everything, you know? It's yeah. Great. It's pretty cool. It's really Somebody's cool. Somebody's got to catch the Marlin, right? I know. Somebody, it's a tough job. Yes. <laughs> and a very, you know, uh, and you guys help us out. Like, I mean, I think recently we screened the F3T, by the way, which Costa also supports. Yeah. Uh, I texted you guys uh, the incorrect total. We actually raised more. We raised $3,200 for our local TU chapter, Cheers. which puts us, uh, puts us almost at 15 grand on the year. That's awesome. Congrats. Uh, nice which is work. awesome. But, uh, you know, you two always send us wicked sunnies that we can raffle off. And so, yeah, so if you have those support, and you're listening, you know, it's uh, thank Joe and Hannah. You know? Yeah, if you've <laughs> ever won Costas from us, it's these two. Yeah. <laughs> Best sunglasses on the market. Yep. I love it. We only paid you a bajillion dollars to say that. You're welcome. <laughs> Zero dollars. I was like, what? You almost got paid? <laughs> you almost, what the hell? What's that? What's that movie? Oh, What's that movie when they're in the RV and they're like, you guys are getting paid? I forget what you Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you guys are getting paid? Oh, yeah. It's no regrets, um, that movie. It's like my tattoo. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Meet the Millers. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, I guess I would ask now, just because we're, we're getting close to an hour here. Uh, yeah. 
Well, then what's next? I mean, what's uh, what's on the horizon? What's your next, uh, you know, we're rounding into winter, Christmas season. But, like, what's the next? Um, I mean, obviously, you're going to get to get this data back, but it'll take time to analyze. But I guess what's the next thing you're working on? Um, we're wrapping up. We have the Caps for Clean Water Industry Summit and Gala. So it's a really cool opportunity. We'll be previewing with a lot of brands there, this type of work that we do with Costa and other brands uh, like AFCO and Yeti and Sims and et cetera that are there and that do the same thing. And how do we share best practices to support organizations like Captains? Um, and that's just an opportunity to celebrate it. We'll celebrate that. That's like our last big conservation event of the year. We'll probably film Jupiter as Costa's new head office. We used to be up in Daytona Beach. Now we're in Jupiter. So we'll be doing a local showing of the Marlin Fly Project, some of our cool films. Jupiter. Did you guys ever see Mighty Waters? I'm hoping so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's an unbelievable story. Yep. Got to yeah. screen that in his hometown. Unbelievable human. So we'll show like kind of our top protect stories of Marlin Fly and celebrate Costa's 40th anniversary. And that'll be wrapping up 23. And then Sick. 24 is, I will think about that probably on January 1st. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll try and sleep. It was a big year. Um, if yeah. anybody ever meets Joe, it's like, it's constant energy all the time. So if you can get some rest, do it, man. I don't know, man. You're like, you're, 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 you're awesome, dude. I wish you could, I don't know. I feel like harness I used to have the power. more energy. Yeah. Harness the power of the, of Gucci. No. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could harness the power too. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's dangerous. It's definitely yeah. been passed on your son that you're chasing around all the time. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Maybe funny. that's what I'm going to do. How do I get Luca runs for conservation? That would be, <laughs> I, need t- I need a TikTok manager. Somebody help me. Yeah, out there. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I'll help it yourself. Uh, I really haven't thought about it much. I mean, we have been in Marlin Fly launch and protect report launch mode <laughs> since last, I don't know, last two years <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, of planning. And so like actually seeing it t- come to fruition, it's kind of a weird, a weird place, you know, like uh, putting a nice blow- bow on this, but then keeping it moving and, and starting, I don't know, the next 40 years next of Costa. Like, yeah. uh, so um, I don't want to like spill any secrets or anything, but um, we're going to keep that momentum going and nice. um, got some really cool projects planned ahead. So you That's guys will it. obviously be a part. Oh, Sweet. Well, you know, we're, we're, you know, it's so nice to actually see everybody in, in Florida and then Utah again. And that was awesome. So, it's cool but, just to learn about all the salt, like kind of through Costa, I'm learning about the salt fishing world and like captains and meeting Chris and stuff. And yep, Benny, that was really cool. It's like, Oh, you know, like we, I see this stuff on Instagram, you know, as a person up here and I'm like, Oh yeah, what's that's crazy tarpon and stuff. And then to like actually meet the people and do it, it's like, Oh wow. Like what a, it's a really yeah. interesting fishery. So, well, yeah. I think too, like we've had, you know, being in Toronto where we are, a, you know, very, tr- we're, we're, we're maybe, I don't know if this is, there's no data to back this up, but you know, th- th- we are well-traveled, angling group like you know the people that come into drift my right, you know, working at like, drift outfitters like lots of people snowbirds they're going to florida they're fishing yeah. for tarpon they're going to mexico they're going to cuba they're going to the bahamas totally yeah. you know i've had a lot of people at our events come up to me after and be like hey do you know how i can donate or get involved yeah. with btt just because of you know oh. after meeting you because or captains they, yeah. because we or captains because we do recreate in these places and a lot of the people at least that hang out at our events they care, you know, and, and, you know, they're, they might spend three months of their year there. Yeah. It's and a good now point. there's, you know, it's found, snowbirds. you know, they, they come here, they know how to get involved here. You know, there's Trout Unlimited, there's, you yeah. know, other Ontario, there's, you know, the Ontario River Alliance, Swim, Drink, Fish and stuff. But, um, you know, for a foreigner that, you know, might spend, uh, you know, a quarter of their year, 
now they've got a, a they or at least access a, to all this they info, have yeah. access to that because you know we've been hearing it at our or at least i have being like oh man you know thanks for connecting me with BTT because now yeah. you know even if they just give some money it obviously helps especially if tags are five thousand dollars. So but still, um, you know, like it's cool, it's great because I mean, we're all connected by water at the yeah. end of the day, and um, and we need it to know, breathe. <laughs> we need it to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice That's one. where we end. That's where we end. <laughs> Uh, on that's that high, yeah. that's, that's why we're all going. Going. See what's out there. See what's out there. See what's out there. One coast. So anyway, yeah, it's been really cool. Like, because we've we, like, sorry, I'm just trying to echo what Mitch was saying. We've yeah. learned more after meeting you guys, and I know that you know people in our community through that have, have been able to learn more and and hopefully get involved too. And um, and it's rad. So yeah, it's just working. keep it up because it's working. I think a lot of that thanks comes to you guys though, because y- you know we do this work, but it takes you guys to get it out there, um, and so especially organically. So um, thank you to you as well. I hope you know how much we appreciate you guys. Oh uh, bless. Well, it takes, uh, thanks for saying yeah. that. It takes a village. Yes. That's and sure, uh, yeah, looking forward to but, more. And um, yeah, everybody keep an ear out for uh, for you know the results on this, and also where where the Marlin Fly Project heads over oh, yeah. the coming. Yeah time to come but uh if but yeah you're obviously if you're listening to this on spotify or or um what's it called now it's not even it's not itunes it's apple music apple music apple, apple podcasts apple tunes music apple tunes something Amazon, you know all of these links will be in the show notes so you yep. know watch the film learn about the project um uh but that being said joe hannah if people want to get involved with the billfish foundation foundation or indie fly or anything um is i guess coastadelmar.com the best place to go yeah we'll put the give you guys the url for the marlin fly project directly on the costa website or costa social and then we direct to all those partner socials as well so everybody's tagged there because if you are a billfish fan there is a billfish foundation and if you're a bills fan (laughs) winning yes yeah yeah bills are up nice they just scored there you go Oh. Uh, I hope they lose. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm a Dolphins fan. The Dolphins fan. Everything, everything's um, Miami with this guy. Hey, man, I would, I, would, I, I would love to. He was in his element there. Yeah. I love yeah. fucking Miami. It was Holy obvious. Shit. Yes, yes, yes. Miami. <laughs> I love it there. They haven't stopped talking about it. I love it even more it. now, realizing how close Florida Bay is to yeah. Miami. Um, okay, I think that's... I yeah, know. I think Is that's that uh, Bueno. Thank you so much, um, Joe and Hannah, <laughs> for coming on the show. We much appreciate it, and we hope you guys have a splendid rest of your evening. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Right. Thank Thank you. Thanks so much. Today's show is brought to you in part by Chums. You know, Chums, the company that makes those can't-live-without-em straps that keep your sunglasses on your melon. Believe it or not, Chums has been around for 40 years, making top-notch outdoor accessories for all the guides, river rats, and weekend warriors out there. Chums got their start in southern Utah back in 1983, when a guide on the Colorado River invented their now-famous original cotton eyewear retainer. Chums still makes many of its products in Utah, and everything they produce is designed to help you hang on to the gear you value most. Head to chums.com to explore a wide range of products, including wallets, roll-top dry bags, waste packs, dry sacks for your phone, and of course, glasses, retainers, and all kinds of wicked styles. Every time we hit the water, Chums is right there with us in the form of amazing gear, which means we never have to worry about our sunglasses or phones sinking to the murky depths of the waters we love to fish. Head to chums.com to check out their full lineup of outdoor accessories that's chums.com 
best Halloween fishing story ever with me, Mitch. All right, this episode's story is uh, a spooky story that isn't my story, but it's one of my favorite stories. Uh, it actually comes from Eric Lund, who's the owner and operator of Estangami Lodge in Northern Ontario, uh, and it's a good one. Esnagami Lake in northern Ontario is a wild, remote place. We've been lucky enough to have had the chance to travel to Esnagami a few times and explore the lake and the river. It feels mysterious when you're there in the wilderness, exploring and experiencing its nature. Maybe just the fact that it's so remote and untouched makes it feel elusive and somewhat eerie, almost like the lake and the forest hold secrets, secrets that just can't be understood. It's probably why so much lore and so many stories have come from this wilderness, passed down by generations of indigenous peoples in the area. The Wendigo is an excellent example of indigenous lore from here, a spirit that originates from this region in Canada and spans throughout northern Ontario all the way down to the Great Lakes region. It's said to be a malevolent spirit, depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics. When a Wendigo is near, it can be smelt and felt in the cold air that it creates as it moves closer to its prey. It's got exceptional eyesight, speed, and agility. It's really just fascinating folklore, especially for those who have spent time here in Ontario. And for many indigenous people, it isn't folklore at all. It's fact, simply something they believe as part of the mysterious nature in which they live. Again, having spent time here and in other very northern parts of the province, I totally and completely understand. As our indigenous guide Norm, the dude from Attawapiskat once said, strange things happen in these woods. On the west end of Esnagami Lake, there's another lake called Wonderland. It's nicknamed Wonderland Lake because it's simply beautiful, lush, full of life, buzzing with hungry brook trout. In that area, there are also large holes that suddenly appear in the shallows of the lake. Eric Lund, owner and operator of Esnagami Lodge, figures those holes are freshwater springs that kind of swell up at different points throughout the year. He's been told by guests, though, there's something unique about the springs. People passing over them feel almost a strange draw, a desire to dive into the springs and be pulled beneath. It's a strange response, but it's one that's come up several times. One night, after a long day of work in the lodge, Eric took the camp chef out for an evening fish. It's something they do often once the guests have been taken care of. Eric figured he'd head to Wonderland to fish and see if they could get into some of the famous, beautiful, wild and native brook trout of the Esnagami area. These fish really are so special. Eric and the chef were keeping things quiet in hopes of not spooking any fish. They had an electric trolling motor, but were paddling a canoe through the water. Everything was super calm, it was quiet, it was still. One of those perfect evenings where everything is just calm, water like glass. You know, but as they paddled through the water, things began to change unexpectedly. All of a sudden, there was a super loud, rushing, chugging sound coming from the woods of the shore and into a large patch of reeds next to them. They both looked over in shock expecting to see a moose rushing into the lake towards their canoe. But nothing. No moose, no bear, no deer, no birds. No fallen tree, no signs of any natural disturbance. The reeds went calm, the sound was gone. 
the lake was totally still once again. Eric looked over at his chef, who was completely and utterly ghost-white, terrified by what had just happened. To this day, Eric still has no explanation. He's a rational, logical person who doesn't believe in the paranormal. He's sure there's some kind of explanation for what he and the camp chef had experienced, but still, he isn't sure what that explanation is. As Norm the Dude said, strange things happen in these woods. Ah, that was ah. a scary story. Best fishing story ever. Wow. Good jeez, uh, that really scared me. I'm scared. Me too, and it's dark outside too. Mm, and a and full it's moon. I'm scared. Scary. Well, that was a good story. Uh, and that was a good podcast with the Hannah and Joe, was it not? It was. It was. Yeah, Marlon's yeah, fly project. There. I know, there is. It's like, I mean, okay, first of all, cool that they and Costa do this type of stuff you mm-hmm. know it's cool it's like oh yeah it's like really it's well okay this is the first Here's one though this is the first one that well they just do all kinds well, of for stuff billfish, but they have to do all kinds of stuff they're they're tracking fucking <clears throat> permit yeah they're doing Ross, all kinds of stuff supporting cabins for clean water bt indie like, fly kick yeah. plastic yeah like you're right i remember the i know we sound yeah. like i know we're like yeah we're not people right now but like it is pretty fucking crazy we're not trying to plug we're trying to just say like it's really cool well, especially for joe and hannah it's cool jobs you know what i mean yeah. it's be like yeah. we're on the marketing team and the marketing is real tangible efforts mm-hmm. in the community to do cool yeah. things and that's the marketing you know it's like mm-hmm. that's sick it's very sick yeah it's a cool job that they have and uh yeah what were you gonna say Alan? oh i was just gonna say yeah the the like joe and hannah are like, kind of like non-stop they're like they're uh, if if you get to know them ever for whatever reason yeah they're like they're in a different place every day it seems they're like in a different place supporting a amazing. different organization everywhere Sounds and they like have time for, for everybody all, it's pretty crazy like they have time for everybody like yeah think about us even like it's like oh can you send us sunglasses so we can of you for our little no 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 i they don't have time for everybody they make time for everybody that's the difference right well that's what that's i'm trying to that's, right. that's why no i know that's what he's trying to say because they don't because they're like parents and stuff too like they've got kids and like really yeah they've got, kids. They got families kids. yeah like we don't have we don't have kids and we're like not me oh, I'm gonna, we're so busy i don't know we're not busy i have a chocolate eating habit Dude, me too. Especially right now. I don't know what it is. Okay, it was just Halloween. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why. Um, <clears throat> what's coming for up Christmas? for us? You know, holiday. What's season. coming up for us? What just happened? I mean, you know what? I want to say thanks to everybody who came to the F3T. Obviously, thanks to Drift Outfitters and Nesnagami, uh, Lodge, Eric, and Rob. You know, Rob definitely did a lot of the logistical work, hosting the ticket sales, etc., etc., etc. But hey. We mentioned it briefly with Hannah and Joe, but almost we had 175 people come out. We raised $3,200 for a trial unlimited Greg Clark and Ontario Rivers. That is effing sick. Mm-hmm. And it was just a good time. It was nice seeing everybody. We had yeah. some beers after with uh, some people. Uh, the Royal Cinema. Woo-hoo! Thanks to the Royal Cinema and, and their awesome staff. Oprah and her staff were amazing. Um, yeah, that was a great event, you know? It was. And I think... I think, uh, you know, we haven't nailed it down a date, but it looks like I think we're trying to shoot for December for uh, another bespoke series with. Has that come up? Coup de tête. Yeah? 
Yeah, because our first one was last December, so we're going to do another one. I'm s- Ryan messaged me today. He's like, we got to figure out what we want to make. Oh. And I keep telling him, I want to make a leather fly wallet. That's what we should make. It's hard, though, because a lot of it'll take too long to stitch the lamb's wool under the leather. But maybe maybe they can be done. Maybe it can And be we done. just, like, stitch on some customization or something. Totally. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. There's got to be a out. way. Fuck. Where there's a will... Sorry. Also, this they've got. Gotta be a way. Good lord, you're really passionate about those. Yeah. They've they've got a new storefront too. We're just yeah, making iPhones it. out here and like computers, I and we it. can't. I want to go you know, hang out with walk, w- Wallets are is an issue. Like, give me a break. Well, remember when we did the reels? It's a lot of stitching. I'm confused. As are you mad at Ryan and his team? <laughs> I'm so mad. At Ryan. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> it's a lot of stitching. It is a lot of stitching. I get that. But a lot of stitching, and uh, you know, but, um, but yeah, maybe there's we're another. definitely you know keep your eyes peeled for Bespoke Series Number Three. Um, and then that'll take us into, I think, Carissa Mess. Carissa Mess. Hopefully, <laughs> it's November twenty sixth right now. Wait a minute, I know we're interviewing are... Carissa Mess. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, November fifteenth, we're doing another Marlin Fly Project show with <laughs> Peter from the Billfish Foundation, who's going to talk talk more in depth about Marlin, striped Marlin, because we want to learn about. The fish, everything they know about them and how to target them. Maybe a little bit on a fishing rod. Yeah, but let's, yeah, and we'll definitely talk about what kind of gear you need. We got a really, really gear nerdy. I want to know stuff like, like how, how how deep do they go? Do we know how deep they go? Like how yeah. what do we know? Because I know in the video they're like we don't know anything. Well, we'll find out in December. Because they're yeah. really cool looking striped marlin. You they know really what really I want to cool. know? Blue color they are. I know. Yeah, it's, it's like insane. the most royal blue. It's so cool. It's so cool. That's cool. You know Vampire. what I know? We, you know what I want to know? What? I want to ask them mm. if they could fish anywhere in the world right now, given that it's the best time of year to go, <laughs> where would they fish and why? That's what you want to ask Peter? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no, that's what I want to fish Marlin. Oh, that's what you want to um, ask Marlin. Ask a, mar- a Marlin. Uh, Me too. I mean, I think land. that's what they want to ask. Fly, you, can fl- you can get rid of that joke. That's what they want to no, ask. keep it. No, I'm not. I don't want to add it. That's what they want to. That's what the scientists are asking too. Where do you, they go? Yeah, that is true. Actually, yeah, so where do they eat? Yeah, if you could eat anywhere in the world right now, where would you go and why? And the marlin are like, they're like, well, good thing we've got the, the tags because we can't hear underwater. You know, Mitch, you yeah. brought up a couple times. I, 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 uh, I agree. Like, I think it's cool that you can get them in in 25 minutes. Makes it a great or less sport fish because if it's like you like fly fishing, and catch and release. You probably want to catch fish that like you can get can in. Do that, you know. It's pretty crazy. Like you're watching the video again, and I think everybody should. Yeah, they've got the rods like pointed straight at them because they're just like the rods are just pinned. They're huge. <laughs> it's just they're like huge fish. Woo, yeah. woo, and they're just in the air and shit. It's like a big, big fish. It's also crazy. <clears throat> we should probably mention too that no. they're just gunning after them and finding bait balls and stuff. Yeah, as opposed to. Um, like doing a bait and switch kind of scenario. It's like all they did was fly fish for these things. Right. Like they didn't, you know, throw chum in the water. Right. They, you they know, didn't like they bait didn't, them in. They didn't, yeah, they didn't but, bait yeah. them in with other stuff, with plugs. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, like there's only so many ways you can fish for pelagic fish. Still, it's cool. It's rod. cool that they but did. But it's cool that you're able to do that. And I know you're only able to do that in a few places on earth, if not only Mag Bay. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, what else we got going on? Right. Fucking well, you know, it's uh, October twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. We definitely need some rain, and we kind of got some today. 
but uh, we need, you know, a little more rain to get a little more steelhead in these rivers. There's fish in there, though, brother. Oh, I'm, I know, I'm buddy. Be going people, on the fourth with Josh on the fly. Don't know if that's people are doing it. Why not? What do you mean? The only reason it won't is you bail like you like you have been all year. <laughs> Why are you not going to go on the fourth, Yoma? Regale no, us. I'm going to go on the fourth. Oh, there's really no reason for you not to regale us with your your stories, Yoma. Regale us with your stories. Regale us with your stories. But I'm stoked to get up to uh, you know some of our favorite Georgian Bay tribs. Right. Right. <laughs> and get some uh, hopefully get some steelheading in before it gets too cold. Right. Right. <laughs> and of course before the extended season closes on those trips. Right. Right. <laughs> and then we're gonna go to Miami, aren't we? You want to go back? Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I probably. do too, man. Of course I do. Of course I want to go back there. We gotta get you landed. We gotta get you landing wait, 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 a, wait. a tarpon. Do I want to go and try to hook another 100-pound tarpon? Yeah. Do I want to go and try to spot snooks, of which I throw a, ca- a cast, hook them, and bring them in? Yeah. I have to say snook fishing was pretty effing fun. I'd also be like really want to go red fishing again. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Well, we're kind of going to miss that this year. No, I know, but maybe next year. I, I, as in, we're going to miss Texas, Carolina kind of thing. We can go other places. Yeah. Like Florida. But, you know, next November, maybe we can go. Or Louisiana. Or Louisiana. But to, this 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 tends to be the best time of year. November, um, yeah. Yeah. The other thing, too, to look forward to, if you're thinking of thoughts mm-hmm. of salt, if you're thinking salty thoughts... Mm-hmm is Kayla's trip is happening again Ooh. to Ascension Bay, which, and Ascension Bay Lodge, which I'm coming this year. Next year. Amazing. Yeah? When is it? What month? April. April. April, April 8th. I'm 100% coming. I think. You're going to, you're going to go yellow? Yeah, I'm going to go this I'm year. For sh- I mean, oh, I'm for sure going. So it's like fun. the best trip ever. And and the reason so I didn't go in last year is because I was buying a house, but this year I'm going for it. Why don't you want to come? The best trip ever. Yeah, why don't you want to go? It sounds awesome. No, Mitch, why don't you, you want to come? You, not me. Oh, right. <laughs> he just said he wanted to come, and you're just like... Yeah, Yelma, you why, don't, I don't know why Yelma doesn't. You just don't want to come, in. I don't know why Yelma doesn't want to go. It's weird. <laughs> you, just, you just hate Bonefish Permit, Barracuda, yeah. Jax. You hate all that. I'm not a big fan. Um, but <laughs> sounds like it's gonna be great. Apparently, it's a comfy place. It's comfy. Oh my god, it's like the nicest lodge ever. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> not for you. Should we give? <laughs> yeah. So lately, we've we've uh, to encourage people reviews. leaving reviews. Oh. Um, oh. We've we, we're we're giving stuff away on Apple and, Music because you have to write the review and you have to put your name. Otherwise, we don't know who gave us the review. But we appreciate all the reviews on can Spotify. Can you not as review well. on Spotify? No, it's just stars. There's no names associated with it. Oh. The problem. But on Apple, you can leave a written review and stars. And and so if you do that, well, uh, you know, we could throw you a T-shirt on uh, one of the episodes. Uh, you basically put your name in to win a prize, a t-shirt or hat or piece of merch on our on our uh, website. So, yeah, um, you know, we gave one away last show. We're going to give one away this show, too. Uh, who are we giving okay, the, well, this time to? Huh? What are we going to do? I thought you were going to give it away to Mitchell Roberts. We are. That's correct, Mitchell. You are the winner of something from our store. So uh, hit us up. Slide into the DMs, and we'll, we'll chat. Uh, Not sure... That. I was gone last show. Yeah, fishing with Mitchell Roberts. That's right. So we had a lovely, yeah. we had a lovely morning. Um, 
on the North Shore in uh, Nova Scotia. Yeah. Picturesque, you could say. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, full, fall, full fall colors swinging for Atlantic salmon. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, right. and uh, we had a great morning. Uh, no fish. Fish were showing. Uh, the person behind me in the rotation hooked and landed a fish. Yeah. Which is just nice for them, I guess. So they caught right. a fish, right? Right. Right behind me. Right. Right. Right behind you. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Good one, Aldo. It really means I was working the water well. Yeah, you were really fishing hard that day. Yeah, huh? I was fishing well that day. Dialed. Um, but um, I fucking love Nova Scotia. Holy shit. Looked like you had a fun little time out there. Oh, my God. It's the best, it's a beautiful bro. province. It's the best. NFLT. And then, yeah, I got to fish with Kate and Scott, and, uh, you know, time. Scott Scott got a salmon, and... Sheerins lost in. Yeah, I saw Scott. Scott got a nice fish. Yeah, and he so. got another one today, actually. Yes, he did. It was very nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's salmon time out there for them. Man. They're they're in their full. Yeah, they'll be wrapping up soon. Yeah, no, it looked like in it was a fun trip. Four days. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, mm. that looked like a fun right. uh, fun trip. Um. Yeah. I mean. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It was a fun trip. Is there anything? missing here i don't think there feel, i feel like there's something else <clears throat> not really i mean i went out east uh, and had some fun i caught a mackerel yeah. at, at scott's That's house cool. um and i caught a bunch of brown a trout fly? in yep mackerel will fly Clausa. oh cool and uh right in front of his house yeah uh, i caught a bunch of brown trout and one brookie wow. in the batten kill river that was cool that's cool right in vermont on the way by the way manchester vermont is amazing <laughs> and you went to the fly fishing museum right <clears throat> i did uh which is right beside orvis hq which is Whoa. also amazing um that's cool yeah, frankie that's cool. was my dog was freaking out at the ponds the ponds have like they're stocked crazy big rainbows <laughs> <laughs> and the fly fishing museum is pretty cool too right like what's that oh, like what's it's in there unreal um well it's you know it's like uh well okay i'm trying to figure out what's the coolest part so you walk in yeah you know it's like it's not a very big place but it's like you know it's an old heritage home yeah. essentially that's been converted in a museum um but it's a pretty sizable you know old house yeah. oh bye Yoma. and um it's a big yeah, old there's a, house there's a there's a there's right away there's a gallery yeah. like a um you know a, a, an art gallery right of like fly fishing art right and <laughs> right. uh and then there's a whole um Oh god! History exhibit exhibit of right. like uh, Lee and jo- Joan Wolf, yes. which I thought was kind of neat. That's cool. And all of like Lee's old stuff, and like you know the very first fly fishing vest, mm-hmm. and like all of Joan's, you know, there's some really really cool hand drawn diagram like casting diagrams of like where to hold your hand and stuff. Right. I thought that was really neat, but I would argue the coolest part, aside from well, there's a lot of really cool parts. Yeah. The library upstairs of like every fly fishing book ever written. Oh, sick. Is a, which is and it's in a re, like really beautiful reading what? room and like if this was in my house I I would have this in my house. It's like the white like in house a library or the what's that library yeah. like the Smithsonian Library or whatever where it's got every yeah, book. Yeah, well, it's, it's a library. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You read books in libraries and then <laughs> it's, um, but it's every fly book ever written, so it's like yeah, even modern books. Yes. Cool. So like Monty Burke's like Lords of the Flies in there. Right. That's kind of sick. Monty Burke's got a Monty. Your books in the fly fishing museum. That's sick. Um, but. <laughs> That makes me just want to write a fly fishing book could've, just could've, for that reason. Could have been the coolest part. It was, <laughs> it was like a catalog. Of, it was like a basically a fly library. 
library. All these old flies. Wow. And like, and you know, new patterns too. And like, uh, lefty cr- and like, you know, in that part of the museum, there's like Lefty Cray's desk, his, his tying, tying desk. desk with a with his with his vice and everything. And it was cool looking at Lee Wolf's and other people's like early like bonefish and tarpon patterns. Like they look insane. Mm-hmm. Like they're like they're huge. Right. They don't look anything like a shrimp, but they obviously worked. And like, and it's just neat to see, you know, um, even back in like, I think, I think the picture I took, the, the flies were like from the thirties. Wow. Are people like <laughs> catching bonefish. Mm. Are the hooks yeah, all like exactly. rusty right. and stuff or? Well, they're in like, they're in glass <clears throat> cases. No, they're no. Right. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, but it's pretty, it was really neat. I would say. <laughs> Mitch, he's going to kill, he's going to kill what? you all though. I just like I'm doing it to myself now like I don't even say realize I'm saying it right Uh, (laughs) but it's like four bucks to go in and like if you don't it's like it's kind of silly like if you don't it's awesome and honestly the the, the art gallery was really cool like some really nice pieces in there yeah and pieces that I I remember like uh, having at Green Drake like Prince of yeah and just seeing the original I'm like oh that's hilarious you know like that's you know anyway it was cool. I would say, you know, it's a, if you're in Toronto, it's a it's a seven hour drive. If you're in if you're close to Manchester, Vermont, you know, it's really cool for us. You know, their season closes October thirty first. Their resident trout season. I, I mean, I I caught a bunch of fish. It was awesome. Yeah, no, Vermont's sick. And it's a stored Baden Kill, of course, is a stored river. And who knows, you might turn the corner and the river bend and. Running a Tom Rosenbauer, yeah. <laughs> high holding you. <laughs> that'd be sick. That would be sick. I got low hold by Tom Rosenbauer. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds. I mean, that's cool. I definitely want to go see the Fly Fishing Museum one day. No, it's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you know. I see pictures of of yeah, obviously working in a Norvis store as a teenager. Like, mm-hmm. see pictures of the Rod Factory and and the the teaching right. grounds and stuff, and just seeing <laughs> and see. <laughs> Right, and seeing it in person uh, was cool. It yeah. was cool. I mean, I don't know. It was fucking cool. And yeah, uh, just not gonna let this go. Seeing the Orvis cool. like mecca. Yeah, because we think, like, we grew the, up on Orvis. You know, that was our brand yeah. growing up. That's of just course, what, yeah. And um, and you know, it's like it's like what Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. Should be like, doing. It's like yeah, like if it was. I don't know, curated well. Like, that's what the store looks like. It looks like, right, yeah. <clears throat> you know, instead of an aquarium, it's like these beautiful, yeah. clean ponds with, like, nice trout in them, as opposed to, like, mutant fish in the middle of a poor thing that TikTok influencers jump into, you know? Totally. <laughs> and um, and the casting um, school, you know, is across the street. And then, I don't, I don't know, it's just, like, you're in the Green Mountain Range. It's uh, Bree and I were camping. It was really inexpensive to camp yeah. around there, and it was really really cool. Like you were right on the oh nice. It was right on the uh, right on the right on the river. Yeah. No one and like yeah we stayed right on the river. It was. And there was like no one there. Our camps our campsite was right on the river, and nobody was fishing it, at least where I was. Yeah. I had to, like checked the regs multiple times because I couldn't believe I was like, the only one on the river. Really not. Is it really? Should I be fishing? Is this fine? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm but good, yeah. yeah, and even like the RV, like the the campground I was on had like the posted signs like catch or release only, like until October thirty first. I was like, okay, well, I'm like having an anxiety attack for no reason, but it just was weird that I was like, no one was fishing the bat and kill. Yeah, well, you know, hey, I don't know. I guess you know, it's like when it's like when we were in 
upstate New York, we got kind of close to Vermont on some of those rivers. Um, you remember that? Like the crazy gorgy ones? Mm. Those were sick. People weren't fishing. People were swimming in them because it was like the end of summer, but or the yeah. start of summer. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's cool. Sounds like it was a splendid no, trip. No, it, it was a cool trip, and I think we should go there next fall after our trout season closes and before the steelhead get into the rivers. Because totally. it's like all the you know all the colors have changed it's just gorgeous and like i said it's not that far of a drive and we can camp yeah. so it'll be cheap yeah yeah sick well okay rock and roll thanks joe and hannah for coming on the show it was awesome to catch up with y'all and uh thanks everybody for listening um thanks to the best fishing story ever person not sure who you are yet because we're going to record that for this show can we uh, maybe and, it's scary. Uh, yeah we hope maybe it's uh, just yuma telling a ghost story it might yeah, be i could do that it yeah, might call be me tomorrow man all right <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. That is it for me, Mitch Aldo. Bye. Bye. Yelma. Uh, Take until care. tomorrow. Until tomorrow. <laughs> until tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed the show. You can find all of our content at SoFly.ca. Reach out via email by sending your questions or comments to info at SoFly.ca. Find us on Instagram at the SoFly Crew. Thanks for listening.